Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrian Delgado, and in this podcast, I'll give you step-by-step action plans to reach your health goals, as well as my favorite recipes I know you and your family will enjoy. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back to another episode. Before we dive into the topic today, I want to do a quick check-in. We recently had Thanksgiving, and so I want to know how it went. Did you make any goals for the day, and did you follow through with them? Did you make any goals and not follow through with them? Did you eat too much dinner, or did you eat too much pie? Did you move that day or did you decide to kind of just stay in place and watch another game of football? How did your day go in terms of your health? You know, for a lot of us, if the meal did not go the way we initially wanted it to go, we have this, you know, tendency to just quit for the rest of the meal. You know what? I already overate, so I might as well just eat all the dessert too, because the day is already ruined. Now, for some of you, that's where it stops. But for others, the minute that you quote unquote screw up, I had too much for dinner. I overate. We don't just quit for the day. We decide we're going to quit for the rest of the year. See? This is just too hard. It's too hard to eat healthy over the holidays. We still have Christmas. We still have parties. And then there's New Year's. You know what? I'm done. I'm throwing in the towel. I'm out for the rest of the year. I'll do better January 1st. Well, today's episode is titled, Don't You Dare Throw in the Towel. Guys, 2021 is not done yet. There is a lot of time to do a lot of great things. And so I want you to look at this podcast as your motivation to keep going. All right. You know, I think it's really interesting because when it comes to nutrition, when we mess up, when we screw up, whatever you want to call it, we quit. We quit because quitting seems easier than facing up to the fact that we didn't show up the way we wanted to show up. And so we quit. But what's really fascinating is we quit big, right? One mistake at dinner time turned into, I'm not going to try to eat healthy for the rest of 2021. That's a pretty big jump. You know, diet is really the only place where we make that big jump. You know, usually if we have a fight with our spouse, we're not automatically thinking divorce. You know, when we're in school and we got one bad grade on a test, we didn't quit school. And if we screwed up at work, you know, maybe, you know, we sent an email out to the wrong department. We don't quit our jobs. I remember one time I had this job, come to think of it, and I was trying to send something to just our department, and I sent it into the entire company. And, oh my goodness, I remember I just started working there, and I was so embarrassed. But I didn't quit my job over it. I mean, a bunch of people at the job, you know, kind of made fun of me for a while and it was a big joke, but 
I didn't quit my job because I sent one wrong email. But yet we do this for our diets. One wrong move, the whole thing is messed up, and I might as well quit for the rest of the year. Now, why do we do this, right? Why do we feel this way about eating? Because again, we don't do it at any other, any other parts of our lives. You know, I think we're conditioned through diet culture, you want to call it conditioned, taught, groomed, brainwashed, whatever word you want to use, but we're conditioned to believe that diet is either go big or go home, right? Do you ever notice that the people quietly going about their day, just making good choices, you know, in and day in and day out, they're not usually the ones making a lot of noise when it comes to nutrition, right? Noise gets attention. And so a lot of fad diets and a lot of commercial diets, they're loud because they need to get your attention. And loud is all they've got because they don't have science behind it. They don't have logic behind it. They just have fancy marketing schemes and empty promises. And so they have to be loud to get our attention. And so we think, oh, well, maybe this is the right way. But this is going to be really, really restrictive. And I don't know if I can do this. So... I can't do it during the holiday season. This is going to be too hard. So let me put everything off and I'll start January 1st, right? That's what we do. But there is no part of our lives that lives in black and white. I've used this example before. I'm going to use it again. The example of a paycheck. When you get a paycheck, do you spend your entire paycheck? No, of course not. You have to save some money. You have a mortgage to pay. You have a car payment. You have an electric bill. You can't spend all your money on frivolous items. On the opposite end, do you save your entire paycheck? No. No, of course not. You know, every once in a while, you want to buy a shirt or get your nails done or go to a baseball game or go out to eat. Somewhere along the way, you had to figure out how much you're going to spend and how much you're going to save in order to live life the way you want, but also live it responsibly. And it's the same thing with nutrition. So we can't let one little mistake dictate our whole entire eating plan, especially when we're looking at five or six more weeks of the year. So today, I'm going to talk about two common mindset traps that we get stuck in. And when we get stuck in these, we think this is the only way to do things. Right? We, we, we forget that there's alternative ways. And I'm going to teach them to you. So we're going to talk about the two common mindset traps. And then, you know, we're going to figure out how to continue moving forward for the rest of the year. Now, I'm not sure if you guys know this, but I teach a group health and weight loss class, and it's called Jumpstart. In fact, I think the next Jumpstart class will be January 9th. And Jumpstart is a six-week program. And what we do in the program is I teach different concepts. We do a lot of nutrition, a lot of um, behavior modification. There's meal plans. There's exercise plans. But what I love most about the Jumpstart class is the accountability portion. So every day there's an accountability question to answer and every day there are accountability call-outs. 
And we know that accountability helps us achieve the things that we say we want to do. When you have somebody checking in on you a couple times throughout the week, asking what you had for breakfast or what you ate for lunch or did you eat your dinner in front of TV tonight, you know, it makes you think and it makes you do the things because in the Jumpstart class, you never know what you're going to get called out for. And so people really enjoy it because it helps them follow through with some of the challenges that they have with their diet. Well, I was running this program one point and one of the participants was um, struggling to keep up with the classes because of, of his job. And so we were, I guess it was, I don't know, week three or I think it was week three where the person reached out to me and was like, hey, I've missed a couple weeks. I don't know if I'm going to be able to catch up. You know, I think I'm just, I think I'm just going to be done with it. And I was like, no, 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 listen, yeah, you're a couple weeks behind, but that doesn't mean we're going to give up for the duration of the program. Do you know how many people are getting amazing results in just as little as three weeks? Like if you give up now, you are guaranteed to have no results for six weeks. But if you realize, hey, I'm still in this. You can get some results in three weeks, just like other participants got some results in three weeks. It's all about how we look at it. It's all about perception, right? For us, if I can't do it perfectly, then I'm not doing it all. We have to figure out how to put that script to rest because it's not true and it's not helpful. So let's talk about two common mindset traps that we fall into that makes us want to quit. And remember, once we identify them, we can't, we can't use them anymore. Once we know more, we have to do better. So before I jump into that, I know I keep teasing you and saying I'm going to talk about it and then I go into something different. But um, one of the workouts that I like to do because I can do it online. Um, the lady who runs the classes, she will always say, like, don't you dare quit. Keep going. Your mind and your brain will always quit before your body will. And I started thinking a little bit more about that thought because it is so true. Your brain will always quit before your body will. And for us, our brains will quit this nutrition thing before our bodies want to. So what are some of the common traps? And number one is I'm too blank, right? Let me give you a couple examples. I'm too busy. I'm too far gone. I'm too old. I'm too out of shape. I'm too tired. I'm too imperfect. Let me just stop right now. If you're thinking that you're too imperfect to get results, I want you to know that you are exactly in the right spot because I'm too imperfect too. I'm too busy. I'm too old. I'm too out of shape. I'm too tired. I have all those thoughts all the time. The difference is I just choose not to listen to them because I know that I am not alone in having these thoughts. These are just normal thoughts. We're all busy. Everybody's busy. Yeah, everybody's tired, but yet some people decide to show up and some people decide to let that be the end all statement. 
So I want to ask you a question. What excuse is holding you back? Are you falling into that trap where you're saying, I'm too what? Right? Part of the best part of my job, I should say, is helping people work through their excuses and helping them realize that there's alternative ways that they just haven't thought about yet. And so if you find yourself thinking these thoughts or saying these thoughts out loud, I want you to challenge them. And challenge them means write about it. Don't just let those thoughts swirl in your head. Whenever you let thoughts swirl in your head, they don't have a landing place. They don't have a landing spot. And so they just get more and more confusing. But if you find yourself saying, oh, I'm just too tired to work out or I'm just too busy to cook healthy, I want you to write that out. And I want you to specifically talk to yourself, journal, get it out of your subconscious, put it down in the conscious on paper and figure out what am I going to do about this? I guarantee you there are other people that are more busy that are figuring it out. And there's other people that are old and they're figuring it out. Let me for a second just share with you something about a client in our office. Now, I do not see her. Uh, one of my colleagues sees her. But this lady is in her 70s, okay? And she came in for a body composition screening, which um, is one of our, the services that we offer to all of our clients. And um, one of her goals was to increase muscle. And so we were talking to her about different things that she could do at home in terms of weight-bearing exercises. Now, remember, this lady is over 70 years old. And so we were talking about what are some body weight exercises, things like planks or wall sits. Can I tell you that this lady is up to a five-minute wall sit? A five-minute wall sit. She is my hero. I don't know if I could do a five-minute wall sit without some type of practice. I know I probably couldn't do one right now. And I do enjoy working out. Five-minute wall sit. A 70-year-old lady is doing that. You know, is she too old to take care of her body? No. Absolutely not. She's killing it. She is beating me and most of the people listening to this podcast. Which is just amazing and inspiring. What lie are you telling yourself that is keeping you away from your goals? Every time I think about, I'm too tired to exercise, or, you know, I'm too out of shape to do this, you know, and try a new move. I think about this lady, never met her in my life, don't even know her, but yet she is making such a profound impact on my life. So that is the first mindset trap right? This is a part where your brain is trying to quit before your body is ready to. What are you saying to yourself that is keeping you away from achieving your goal? And then I just want to share another mindset trap. And most of us have said this at some point in our journey. A lot of us have said it multiple times in our journey is those three words, I'll start tomorrow. I'll start tomorrow. See, here's the thing. When we say the words, I'll start tomorrow, we honestly believe that we're true. It's a true statement. We honestly believe that we're going to start tomorrow. That's the funny thing about the brain. It's very convincing. So I was introduced to this concept called present self and future self. So they're basically two versions of ourselves. 
future self, future self's a rock star. You know, tomorrow when I start over with my diet or when I start over with my exercise plan, I'm going to kill it. I can see myself doing it now. You know, here's the thing with future self. Future self isn't going to run into any challenges or problems, right? Future self is always motivated to do all the things. And future self only makes good choices. Then there is the version called present self. And present self is very, very different than future self. Present self has to deal with all the real life situations. Present self has to deal with kids who don't nap or flat tires on the way to the gym or a boss that doesn't appreciate you or playing chauffeur at night while your family does all the activities. That's what present day self has to deal with, reality. But future self, oh no, she's going to kill it. Of course I'm going to meal plan and I'm going to exercise and I'm going to go to bed on time because I'm not going to have anything to struggle with in the future. If you find yourself saying, I'll start tomorrow because you think tomorrow is going to be this magical land where everything lines up, you're going to be really disappointed when you realize that future self doesn't exist because tomorrow when you wake up, you're still stuck with present self. Here's my question to you. What is going to make January 1st so much easier? What is it about January 1st that's going to make all your problems go away? You know, for a lot of people, they want to start their diet January 1st because it's a promise of a new beginning. It's a new year. I'm going to do this. But guess what happens on January 1st? A lot of people celebrate the new year with a meal. Now, I know I grew up in Lancaster County. You guys know that. And a big tradition was on New Year's Day to eat pork and sauerkraut. Now, I never ate sauerkraut because it made me gag. So we did pork and mashed potatoes. And my parents used to make us do a forkful of sauerkraut because they said it was going to be good luck. But I don't know. After my brother and I gagged so many times, my mom finally just gave up on us. And she's like, just stop. Just put the fork down. We're not doing this anymore. She was so frustrated with us. And I was so happy that day. And never again did she ever put sauerkraut on our plates. But we say to ourselves, okay, I'm going to eat good. And then on January 1st, we prepare a meal. I know uh, there for a while, my husband's family always used to do their Christmas get-together on New Year's Day because he had such a large family and it wasn't always a guarantee that everybody could get together on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, so they always did it New Year's Day. Well, I told you before, he has this huge Mennonite family with lots of casseroles and lots of desserts. I mean, these people know how to bake and cook well. There's no starting anything on January 1st. So guess what? Now we got to push it back to January 2nd. And (sighs) I guarantee you there's going to be something. You know, even if you can get through most of the month, you still got Super Bowl Sunday that's coming up, followed by Valentine's Day, followed by Easter, followed by all the picnics. It's always going to be something. So telling yourself that you're going to wait for this magical future time where all the stars are going to line up, guess what's going to happen? You're going to be disappointed. There is no future self. There's only present day self. 
And so waiting another six weeks till things appear to be more perfect, it's, it's not going to be. It's just not. And so why wait another six weeks until we make a change? Why can't we just work on one thing now to get us until we get to January 1st? You know what? Use these next six weeks as practice. So that way when January 1st hits, you're already in stride. It's a lot of energy and momentum to start something new. It's a lot of mental energy and physical energy. Where we're at our best is when we're in stride. So get all that hard part done ahead of time. So if January 1st comes, you're already in your rhythm. That makes a little bit more sense to me. So I want to go back to the, the topic of Thanksgiving. Let's say Thanksgiving didn't go as planned. I want to give you four things that you can ask yourself before deciding you're going to throw in the towel. Number one, what is one thing that went well? And you are more than welcome to come up with more than one thing. But for right now, all I want you to do is think about what is one thing that went well. So often we dwell on the negative. And when we dwell on the negative, it makes us feel hopeless. And it makes us feel discouraged. When we reflect on the positive, it gives us hope. It gives us life. It gives us motion. So let's do that now. What is one thing that went well on Thanksgiving? I guarantee you there is one thing. Don't tell me nothing went well. It was all horrible. That's not true. There is at least one thing that went well. Maybe you chose water instead of starting your day with a drink or starting your meal with a drink. You know, maybe you split dessert with somebody else. You may have had four desserts, but you split them all. Okay, maybe you skipped over certain foods because they weren't your favorite and you only put foods that were your favorite on the plate. Okay, these all sound like wins to me. Step one, I want you to think about what went well. Do not let your brain only reflect and dwell on what didn't. All right, now step number two, I want you just to think about how would you do the next holiday differently. So whether you celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever holiday you celebrate in December, if you celebrate a holiday in December, what is one thing that you would do differently? Right? Maybe that one thing would be, I would eat breakfast that day instead of skipping it. Maybe that one thing would be, I'm going to plan to have dessert instead of hoping I don't choose it. Right? You get to pick just one small thing that you want to do different at the next holiday meal. Maybe it's, I'm going to go for a 10-minute walk that morning. Okay. There's no change that's too small. All progress is progress. All right. Now, question number three. What is one thing that you can do for your health this week? All right, just one thing that you can do for your health this week. I know you're coming off of Thanksgiving and you're thinking that all is lost. That is not true. 
What is one thing you can do for your health this week? Now, here's where you're going to fall into a trap. You're going to start listing all the things to do. Yeah, don't do that, right? That's very noble of you to come up with this long list of things you have to do. Not helpful at all, all right? I had a client this week who was struggling to get started. And she's like, I just, I don't know where to begin. I I have so many things I need to do that I'm not doing. You know where we ended the conversation? She was going to take two water bottles up to her office instead of one. That's where we started. Two water bottles instead of one meant half the trips down to the kitchen to get more water when she was thirsty. Half the trips to the kitchen means less time choosing things out of the refrigerator when she's thirsty and not hungry. Right? Sometimes we need to start that small. It doesn't, we don't need to create these big, giant goals. Big, giant goals, when we fail, we feel like we need to quit big. Right? The key to all this is is really quit small. Quit small, not big. All right. And then number four, I'm going to steal this from a book I recently read. And um, the book is called Soundtracks. It's by John Acuff. And it's really about changing your mindset. And so one of the things that he um, recommended, and I forget if it was like chapter nine or eight, maybe, is repeating this statement, everything is working out for me. When you say everything is working out for me, it trains you to see the positive. So when something happens, like you get that great parking spot in front of Target, what you're going to say is everything is working out for me. When you get a, oh gosh, I'm trying to even think of something else that's really small. Um, Hmm. I should have had some things written down before I said this. Uh, when your kid doesn't complain at dinner time, you're going to say everything is working out for me. Anytime you achieve a small victory, you're going to say everything is working out for me. And guess what? The more in tune you are with the good things, the more good things you will see. Remember how we did that episode on gratitude last week? It's the same concept, right? If all we focus on is everything that's not going well, all our failures, all our mistakes, guess what? We're not going to do well. But when we focus on the things that do go well, when we focus on, you know, the small changes that we can make and we're grateful when all the blessings do come our way, it changes our complete mindset and it keeps us in the game. All right. So like I said, Thanksgiving didn't go as planned. I want you to walk through those four steps and I want you to see how it changes how you feel. All right, so I've got a couple takeaway points for today. Number one is how you choose to think about things will ultimately predict your actions. Remember, your emotions are what create your behaviors. If you are not happy with your progress, if you're not happy with something that you did or how you responded to something or your performance at Thanksgiving or how much you ate Thanksgiving night, instead of, you know, talking down to yourself, instead of all the guilt and the shame and feeling like a failure and now you have to wait and start all over again, I want you to ask yourself this question. How do I want to think about this? 
literally write that down. How do I want to think about this? How can I change that to something that's helpful, that's kind, that's true? Remember, your emotions dictate your behaviors and your emotions are based on your thoughts. Choose your thoughts wisely. Number two, remember, your response is worth more than the mistake. Your response is worth more than the mistake. There is a um, kind of a saying that my mentor used to tell me, and she said, do not let a lapse turn into a relapse, turn into a collapse. A lapse is just a lapse. You messed up. But if you take that mess up and you think, oh my gosh, now I screwed everything up. Now I'm never going to be able to be successful. I have to start all over. I have to get even more restrictive. <sighs> Eventually you're going to relapse. And then, you know, well, I messed up. So I might as well just keep messing up. I might as well just keep messing up for the rest of the year. And I'll start all over again. You can do a lot of damage in six weeks. Or you can do a lot of good in six weeks. And then number three is please don't let there be failure in eating, right? Please take the judgment away. Please take the shame and the guilt away. It's not helpful. It leads to collapse and we know better, right? You don't get a grade for how you eat. You are your worst critic. How you treat yourself will ultimately be how you feel and your feelings will ultimately create your behaviors. All right, guys. So bottom line, don't you dare throw in the towel. We still got work to do. All right. Here's your recipe for the week. Uh, this is actually a very simple cookie recipe because I know the holidays are coming. You're going to want to make cookies or maybe you're going to want to make them to pass them out. But these are a very um, easy recipe to make and it focuses on whole ingredients and very, very little sugar. So uh, for this, you're going to need one cup of natural peanut butter. Oh, sorry. I should have told you the, the recipe name. It's a four ingredient peanut butter cookie. We're doing it for the holidays. All right, one cup of natural peanut butter, one large egg beaten, a half a cup of coconut palm sugar, plus two teaspoons, and one teaspoon of vanilla extract. All right, so first thing you're gonna do is preheat your oven to 350 degrees, and then you're gonna mix your peanut butter, coconut sugar, the half a cup of coconut sugar, your beaten egg and vanilla in a bowl until it's combined. And then go ahead and scoop out a small amount of that cookie dough. Roll it into one-inch balls. Uh, it's going to make about 14 balls total. Go ahead and place them on a parchment-lined cookie sheet. And then you're going to wet a fork and dip it into that remaining two teaspoons of sugar. And press the balls into a cookie. And so when you press the balls, you want to press the fork in one direction and then in the opposite direction to make that traditional peanut butter cookie crosshatch mark. And you're gonna flatten them. And then you're basically gonna bake those cookies for 11 minutes, all right? And then let them cool for about, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes before removing from the pan. And that is your easy holiday, healthy recipe 
guys, you're not out of this. We still got a long way to go and I believe in you. All right, guys, have a great week and I'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish Eat Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricshealth.com. You can also find us on socials. We're on Instagram and Facebook at bodymetricshealth. The book Nourish Eat Repeat is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrian Delgado, and I'll see you next week.